you for listening to our podcast today here at Word of Life. One of our values here at Word of Life is grow, and we've created a whole platform with your growth in mind. From in-depth series on worship and prayer to short and powerful articles on parenting, we have programs and content made just for you. So don't forget to subscribe at thelifeonline.cc. Thanks for listening and enjoy the message. Amen. Welcome, church. How is everyone? Yes. I am excited to be here. My name is Luke. I'm one of the pastors here at Word of Life. If I haven't met you yet, I look forward to meeting you soon. I know a lot of faces out here. So um, I've been here for almost 12 years now. It's hard to believe it's been 12 years. Golly. But yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> Time goes by so fast. But uh, I must say this church, uh, Word of Life, has changed my life radically. Um, uh, it's just done so many things. And the one thing we're going to talk about today is probably one of the most pivotal things that this church has helped me grow in and, and change my life in. And, and I'm just grateful for the anointing that's on this house. How many of you guys are grateful for the anointing? Yeah. I'm grateful for Pastor Joel and Ms. Pepe, for our pastors. I'm grateful for the anointing that he carries, that he says yes to every single day, that that the, the sacrifices that he makes, that his whole family makes. I'm just grateful for all of it because I get to be a part of it. I'm telling you. And because you're a part of this house, you're in this house, you get to be a part of that today as well. Uh, and every day if you want that. <laughs> but um, I'm, I'm excited about this new series. We're in the summer reading plan. How many of you guys have been reading some books this summer? Some, <laughs> not many. I'm, I have never been one known to be called like this avid reader, but uh, when I do it, it's rich because I'm like line upon line. You know what I mean? Like I have to really, I read one sentence and just be like, okay, I got to go figure out what this sentence means instead of just reading the whole book, you know, and trying to retain it. But uh, the book we're talking about today is The God That I Never Knew by Robert Morris. And spoiler alert, it says <laughs> how real friendship with the Holy Spirit can change your life. And I'm telling you, I, when I started reading this book, I'm like, Lord, I, I, I need to go talk to this guy. We have such similar stories in the way he started out in ministry and the way he did things. And then also uh, later on in life, you know, how he starts to develop, to develop this relationship with the Holy Spirit. And so uh, when pastor asked me to preach today, it was a few, I guess a couple months ago. And I looked at the calendar and it said Pentecost Sunday. And I was like, oh, Okay. I can do that, right? Lord, I can preach on Pentecost Sunday, right? Because it's all about Pentecost. The Holy Spirit came uh, uh, on the disciples for the first time after Jesus had ascended. And it's interesting that Pentecost means 50. Uh, it's 50 days after Easter. I believe that's right. I'm not the theologian here, but uh, it's 50 days after Easter. And, and, and the Holy Spirit was sent by the Father because of Jesus. Jesus said, I must go. It's so much better if I go. Anyway, we're going to get into that. I'm trying to jump ahead already, but I'm excited. The word is just like bubbling up on the inside of me. Uh, but before we do all that, I, I want to pray. And um, I want to let you know two things. If you don't get anything else today, just two things, not 15 points. I'm not I'm all about a lot of points. I need two simple things that I can take and listen to tomorrow and chew on tomorrow, the next day and the next day and the next day. And I can remember, oh, I remember he said that, that one thing. The first thing is that we need help. Would everybody in here agree that we need help? Yes, yeah, we need some help. And the second thing I want you to remember 
is you have a helper. You are not alone. I'm telling you, you got a helper. Luke would not be standing here had he not found a helper a long time ago, almost 20 years ago. But man, I wondered for a long time with no help. You know, you can go for a while in your own strength. You can do things in your own strength for, for a while and do actually not bad. But then all of a sudden you get tired. You get frustrated and things start to go down, right? And it's like, I'm doing everything I know to do. <laughs> well, good luck with that because it doesn't get any easier by yourself. But we have a helper. Thank God for the Holy Spirit. Let me pray for us. Father, I just thank you, Lord, right now. Holy Spirit, I just ask you to come. I know you're already here. Woo. I thank you, Father, for the anointing. I thank you, Lord, for the anointing within and upon. I thank you, Holy Spirit, just for your presence in this place. It is so rich. I sense a hunger in this house today. Father, I thank you, Lord God, for hungry hearts, for more. I just sense this right now. There are people in here, I knew there were gonna be, but I sense it even more. The Lord's even reminding me. He said, there's people here that are, they're looking for more. It's like they know there's more. And I just hear the Lord saying, yes, there is. <laughs> so Father, we just thank you, Lord, for showing us that more today, helping us walk through anything that, that we face in life. Help us, Lord. You are our helper. We do not have to figure this out alone. Thank you so much, Lord, for giving us that help. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. So if you got your Bibles with you today, uh, turn to John chapter 14 real quick. John chapter 14, and I'm going to read, um, I think verse 16 is where I'll start. No, I'm going to start in verse 12. It's just, it's just good. <laughs> we'll get a little extra. So John chapter 14, verse 12, it says, truly, truly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. This is Jesus talking, by the way, and greater works than these he will do because I go to the father. Jesus is talking to his disciples here. He's telling them, look, I'm about to leave, okay? But I'm not leaving you alone. And they were kind of freaking out. Peter was really kind of losing his mind a little bit. He's like, Jesus, you can't leave us. We just got rolling. We just figured out how to do all this stuff. Like, and now you're gonna leave. I don't understand what's going on. And Jesus is like, Peter, calm down. It's gonna be all right. It's actually gonna be better if I leave. I, I can't imagine how that just did not compute for them. <laughs> But he said in verse 13, whatever you ask in my name, that will I do so that the father may be glorified in the son. If you ask me anything in my name, I'll do it. If you love me, you will keep my commandments. Verse 16, he says, I will ask the father and he will give you another helper that he may be with you forever. Now, we could just stop right there. A helper that'll be with you forever, no matter what. All you got to do is ask. Lord, I need help today. Okay, gotcha. Every single day, every second of the day, if you need it, you're never without help. But man, the enemy wants to make you think it. Don't believe the liar. He's a fool. <laughs> Verse 17, that is the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it does not see him or know him. It's just talking about unbelievers here. But you know him because he abides with you. And notice this, and will be in you. Will be in you. He's with him. 
right? He was with them then, but he said, but when I send the Holy Spirit, he'll come to be in you, inside of you, to live inside of you, to make his abode there, to live there. It's a completely different thing. You know what the difference is? It's more intimate. The Lord told me that this morning. Jesus, the father has always been looking for more intimacy with his kids. That's why when Jesus was gone, he's like, it's going to be so much better if I go. It's going to be so much better because now we get to really hang out (laughs) more intimately, more personally. I'm telling you, oh man, if I could give everybody in here this gift that's already been given, it would be that more intimacy with the father to know his voice. Wouldn't it be good to know that you knew God's voice every time he spoke and it wasn't muddled with a bunch of other voices. It was just clear. I'm here to tell you today, you can have that. I live in it every single day, I promise. It is so real and so necessary. Whew, man. I was riding down the road the other day with my friend, and uh, we were talking about a situation. And, and I said, man, how do people live without the Holy Spirit? And he looked at me and said, how did we? <laughs> and I was like, I don't know. And I heard the voice of the Lord say, mercy. Mercy. Pure Mercy right? I'm telling you, God's good. He's just waiting on us to come get some more of him and come get all the help we need. Um, Verse 25, we'll skip down real quick. These things I have spoken to you while abiding with you, but the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. Verse 27 says, I love this peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives, which is kind of a counterfeit version of it, do I give to you. But, but he says, don't let your heart be troubled, nor let it be fearful. Peace I leave with you. See, the Holy Spirit, there's this thing called the fruit of the Spirit. We're not going to get into all that today. It's in Galatians. But love, joy, and peace are the three first fruits of the Spirit. And, and that's what he's talking about here. My peace I'm going to leave with you. You ever been in a situation where you needed help? Amen. Anybody ever needed help? Just a couple of us? Cool. <laughs> It's okay. I know better. <laughs> you know, I was in a, a situation Thursday. I like fresh things. I like things that happened like two days ago, you know? And then the Lord's just unfolding all kinds of stuff about it. Thursday morning, I got up and uh, uh, I was kind of, I had a longer day. And so I was like, I'm going to go in a little bit later because I got to stay later. Thank God for a flex schedule. And and I got up and I said, you know what, I'm going to cook breakfast. I'm going to cook myself some eggs and bacon and toast and, and just hang out with the Lord for a little bit and talk to him and study for today a little bit more. And then before I go to work, I need to run down to this other place and drop off something with a friend of mine. And down at We Will Go Ministries, I needed to go drop something off down there. And so when I left the house, everything was completely normal. And, you know, with gas prices the way they are here lately, I decided to take my wife's little Honda Accord to get about 30 miles to the gallon instead of my Tahoe to get to about 10. <laughs> and so wisdom, right? And I like driving her little car. It's awesome. And so I get down the road and I, I know where this place is, but sometimes I just don't want to use my brain. I want to pull up GPS to get three miles down the road. Anybody ever do that? Yeah, I know. We've gotten really dependent on GPS. And I'm like, but there are some streets and turns and I'm like, maybe it's quicker. And so I pull my GPS up and I'm driving and I've got my GPS in this hand and I'm driving down West Street in Jackson. (laughs) I live right over there. So it's like my neighborhood kind of, but 
but it's West Street and it's over behind the Coliseum or the, the, the stadium. And I'm driving and, and I'm looking and it's telling me to take a right. And I look to the right and I'm like, I can't go down that street. Like it's, there's, there's like construction and all kinds of weird stuff. And I go, it takes me to the next right. So I go up to the next right, can't go down that street. There's something blocking that street. Just a lot going on over there. Thank God. God's moving in this city. Amen. And uh, so I go on down and it tells me to take this next right. And so I'm looking for it. And I look back down at the GPS, and what I didn't realize is that I had eased over just a little bit too far to the right, getting ready to take this right. I'm only doing about 15, 20 miles an hour, and then all of a sudden, bam! And I drop my phone, and there's this big cloud of dust and smoke, and it was like this giant explosion, and my ears ringing. And I'm like, oh my God, I have to keep driving right now. I'm in the road. I don't know what I just hit. Evidently, I hit something. I had no idea what was going on. But I'm like trying to stay focused and be like, what is my next step? <laughs> what do I do next? And so I'm going in and I turn to the right into a parking lot where there's some other, is a business. And I just stop. And I remember, I remember thinking, you got to put it in park. I was so calm. You got to put it in park, pull the emergency brake up and just sit here. And I sat there. And I look to my left, and there's this big, like, curtain down now. It's my airbag, my side curtain airbag. And I look down, and my seat has an airbag in it. I didn't even know it had an airbag in it. Now it's out. And I'm like, and it's still smoky. And, it, and when an airbag goes off, it's, it's an explosion, you know. It, literally, it's a fire explosion. And so it smells like smoke and pieces of foam. My headliner's hanging down, and I'm like, what is going on? What? I don't even know what I hit. And I'm like, you know what? I need help. I need help right now. I don't know what to do. And so I'm sitting there and I just start thanking God. It's just the first thing that came out of my spirit. Lord, thank you. Father, I just thank you right now. Thank you, Lord. I didn't even know what I was thanking him for, just for being God, you know. But Thanksgiving has a power to it. It does. But I was prompted to do that by the Holy Spirit. And I'm like, I need help. And the first thing he told me to do was give thanks in the midst of chaos. Imagine that. Yeah. Whew, that time is going fast. Golly. So I sat there and the next thing I, I, I heard was call your friend. He can help you. I'm like, all right. So my buddy, his name is Tim. He works here. He's awesome. Not only are we coworkers, but he's a good friend of mine too. And he just happened to used to be a mechanic. <laughs> I wasn't thinking about that side of it at that point. I was just thinking of somebody who could help me. So I called him. I said, hey man, um, are you at work? You got work yet? And he's like, no, I'm still at the house. And I was like, okay, thinking good. And he's like, what's going on? What do you need? And I said, I just need help, man. What happened? And I told him kind of what had happened. And, and, uh, and I, he said, well, you got a jack. You know, if you looked at the car and, and this, and so I'm like, I don't, let me, I said, you know what? <laughs> I'm getting everything out of order. I should probably should have looked at the car first to see what was going on. And he, and I said, my airbags out, you know, I feel like probably busted a tire, messed a rim up or, you know, something like that. I don't even know what I hit. Thank God it wasn't some body or some car or something. And, and, and I'm like, uh, let me call you right back. 
And so the whole time I'm like talking to him and listening to him, he's like encouraging me. He's like, oh yeah, we can fix it. Everybody, that's no problem. That's this and this and this. It'll be fine. We'll fix all of that. Nothing's going to be wrong. He's like encouraging me. And it's building me up and giving me this encouragement that I need in this moment of chaos to keep going, you know, to want to even get out of the car. I'm just like kind of frozen there because it was like traumatic. I know I'm being dramatic right now, but it was like, it was, it was loud. And my ear is still just like, woo, just ringing. So I finally get out of the car and I'm like, wow, this airbag is crazy looking and, and looking at the car and I walk around and there's a, a big scratch on my front right rim and, and, but there's still air in the tire. And I look at the back tire and there's no air in it. It's busted it out. And so I'm, I'm like, well, I'm only like three miles from the house. I bet I could get the car home. And the Lord's like, yeah. So I'll go back, get the, the jack out of the trunk. I didn't have all the pieces for my jack, but the Holy Spirit showed me how to make it work, you know? And so I'm over there jacking the tire up and, and I, it's like, I'm just going through the motions and doing all these steps, but I'm so calm and so peaceful the whole time. There's just like this covering of peace. There's this covering of this, this, this God taking care of me in this moment. Yeah. And, and I get the tire changed and, and I called Tim and I said, listen, man, I'm driving it back home now because everything seems to be, you know, not, not as bad as I thought. It's still messed up. But, but anyway, I get it back home and I'll park it and, and I get my Tahoe, get the 10 mile an hour or 10 miles per gallon truck and I'm going back down. I'm just because I'm like, I'm not going to let this mess my whole day up. I can tell you that right now. You know what I mean? I'm not just going to sit down in this. And be mad or frustrated. I t- was tempted to get mad, but the Lord said, Don't, why, you got peace. Why would you get mad? Why would you be upset right now? I got you. He's like, It's just a car. Don't worry about that. And this whole time, this is the Holy Spirit talking to me. Does that make sense? I'm not hearing an audible voice, but this is how I know Him. Like, I just know that no matter what I face in life, no matter what I do, no matter what, no matter what I am. I am going to lean on the Holy Spirit that I know lives inside of me. You need to know that you have a helper. No matter what you face, no matter if you blow a tire out or if someone in your family has passed or whatever it is, it doesn't matter the severity or the, the smallness of, the, you know, of it. God wants you, he wants you to be completely dependent on him. Completely. We, we, we talk about being independent a lot in this country. Independent of what? <laughs> you know? No, we need to be completely 100% dependent on the Holy Spirit that lives inside of you. It's okay to say, you know what? I need help. If any of you know me, you know me well, I am not afraid of the word help. Because I learned a long time ago, Luke don't know how to do a lot of stuff. You know? And if I don't know how to do it, I'm not going to act like I know how to do it. I'm going to find somebody who does know how to do it and be like, hey, um, can you show me how you do that? Because you're killing it, man. That's amazing. Show me how to do it. If I find a recipe or eat something good at a restaurant, I'm not like too, too prideful to go look up that recipe or even ask the waiter, hey, can I talk to the chef in the kitchen? Will he give me that recipe? Because that is awesome. Like, I want more of that. I want to go home and make that. But I need help. You don't get help unless you ask for it. Do you know that? I'm just saying. You got to ask for it. Should I look at my notes or just keep going? I don't even know where we are. I knew this was going to happen. Thank you, Lord. We got 10 minutes. Mm -mm -mm. 
When I got saved, I was 10 years old. I had a real encounter with the Holy Spirit. It was my first encounter with the Holy Spirit. I was at an Easter cantata, and uh, anybody know what that is? Where they do the death, burial, and resurrection reenactment of Jesus, you know, on Easter. And I'm sitting on the on the on a row, actually in the middle, kind of on the end. And they bring Jesus in. And he's got the crown of thorns, and and he's got fake blood coming down his face, and he's carrying this cross. And Roman soldiers are cracking whips, and they got the lights are flashing like lightning, and it's just this crazy moment, intense, right? Smoke everywhere. And I'm 10 years old sitting on the end of that row and Jesus brings this cross and, and he's like coming next to me. And he, as he gets right next to me, I'm like, please don't look at me. Please don't look at me. I'm like kind of nervous, you know, and he looks over and I look over and we connect eyes in this moment. And in that moment, I believe that's the first time I ever met and was introduced to the Holy Spirit. Because I wasn't scared when we made eye contact. There was something special that just happened. And on that way home that night, I told my mom, I said, I said, I, I don't know exactly what happened tonight or all what that was, but I feel like I need that. And so she prayed with me right there, and I accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior and believed in Jesus for the first time. And in that moment, the Holy Spirit came to live inside of me, to bear witness with me that I'm now a child of God. That's the first experience. Now, that was awesome, but we're going to fast forward about 15 years later. I'm 25, 26, somewhere in there. I hadn't pinpointed the date, but I met my wife. We started attending this church and I had never experienced anything like this place. I'd never heard anybody talk about the Holy Spirit other than the day I got water baptized. You get now baptized in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Okay, great. I didn't know what that was. I didn't know what it meant. And we never really talked about it much anymore past that until I got to Word of Life, literally. And I started hearing so much talk about the Holy Spirit this and the Holy Spirit that. And you know what I noticed? It wasn't weird. It was in a very normal way, just in conversation. And I'm like, I'm intrigued. I was so drawn to what I was hearing. And you know what? That's a for sure way to tell if it's God or not. It's just, are you drawn into it? Are you drawn into the things of God? Is he pulling? He's always pulling on us. He's always drawing us in. And the Holy Spirit will do that for you. Because he knows the helper that he's called to be in your life. Why would he not woo you, so to speak? No, he wants you to come to him. And I can remember starting to listen to different messages and people and listening to Pastor Joel teach on the Holy Spirit. And I can remember being like, you know what? I want that. I wasn't raised around that. And it seems kind of weird. I don't understand the whole speaking in tongues thing. You know, I'm just like, I got a lot of questions. But what I, I didn't have any confusion on was my hunger for God. And I'm like, I don't care what it looks like, Lord. If it's more of you, it's got to be good. And I don't care what I've heard about this in the past, but I want whatever it looks like. If it's, if it's tongues, if it's whatever, I, I want God. I want the real God. So I just started pursuing it, and he started pursuing me fast. <laughs> and so I remember one day I got home, and I, I felt like, man, I was getting more and more and more and more in tune with the Holy Spirit, you know, over those years. But one day I'm like, okay, I'm going to go home. And, and I was working nights at Nissan at the time. And, and I had been, you know, driving back and forth. I remember I had like a 40-minute drive to Nissan and back. And, and in that time I would listen to worship music and I would just begin to weep. And I'm like, what is wrong with me? <laughs> you know, I didn't know what was going on in my life. I'm just like, well, I, I'm, I'm enjoying this. These are tears of joy. But why? It's just a song and just like trying to navigate through all this. I didn't know what the presence of God was. I didn't understand all that. But it didn't matter because <laughs> I was getting it. I was experiencing it. And it was blessing me like to the core. 
I'd get to Nissan and just be a mess and be like, Lord, I can't go in here with all these dudes. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, we've got to be tough when you go in, you know. We're going to be welding all night and stuff, you know. I can't be all crying while I'm welding. I can't. I gave in to that. <laughs> and I cried many nights under the presence of the Holy Spirit. Whew, man, so good. But one night I got home, or one morning I got home, and, and I sat in front of my computer, <laughs> and I was listening to a CD. Anybody remember CDs? They're kind of obsolete these days, right? And uh, I put it in, and then it was a, a, a guy, man, he was, he was teaching just a, kind of a regular message. I can't even remember the name of the message. And in the middle of the message, this is a CD that was probably 10 years old. He said, you know what? We're going to do something a little bit different today. He said, if you're here today and you're not, you've never been filled with the Spirit, maybe you know Jesus, but you've never been filled with the Spirit. You never spoke in tongues or anything like that, but that's something you want. He said, I just want you to stand up right where you're at. I'm, remember, I'm at my house by myself in front of my computer, <laughs> and I'm nervous. <laughs> and I'm looking around, and I'm like, dang, nobody else here. Why am I so nervous right now? Because I wanted whatever he was talking about. So I stood up. He led me in a simple prayer. We got done. I was filled with the Holy Spirit. I spoke in tongues right then. And my life has never been the same. Never been the same. The Holy Spirit wants to not just help you, but he wants, you, he wants to help you help everybody else too. I'm telling you, that's when you really start getting into it. For me, the Holy Spirit was not just about like tongues. Tongues is awesome. I love my prayer language and I am unashamed of it completely. If you don't understand that, man, we're going to talk to you about it at the end of service. Our prayer team is going to be ready to pray with you if that's something you want. But I don't want to put that total emphasis on it because the Holy Spirit is so much more than that. He's multifaceted. I'm telling you, that is a huge part of it. And I love that. But but my life started really transforming because I started operating in, in the other gifts of the spirit, like words of wisdom and words of knowledge and gifts of healing, gifts of faith, all those kinds of things. And, and I remember one time and, and um, I was probably, I don't know, a year into this, praying in the spirit, worshiping, getting to hear God's voice clearer than I'd ever heard it before. I drove up to my grandmother's house. You might know where New Hebron's at. <laughs> it's country, right? It's out in the woods, right? Y'all know where it's at. <laughs> And uh, I thank God for the woods. I, I was born, I was raised all over the place, but, um, but I, I grew up on a big lake. And so I'm kind of a country boy at heart. And, uh, and so I'd go to my grandmother's house. I'd get off a Nissan drive up there and she made the best tea biscuits. Anybody know what a tea biscuit is? Yeah, a little bitty, like just homemade, big old buttermilk biscuits. And every once in a while, she'd cut them in half and put a big old piece of sharp cheddar cheese in there and then throw them back in the oven, you know, and melt them down. Anyway, I got, my family knows how to eat well. And so I'd drive an hour almost just to go eat those biscuits for breakfast after working 12-hour shift. Yeah, it was worth it. And so I got to her house, and breakfast wasn't quite ready yet. And so I decided to jump on their four-wheeler they have, and I was going to drive down into the, into the woods and just chill. So I'm driving through the woods, you know, and, and I get down into this little bottom where it's real cool. It's quiet. It's kind of dark. It's all shady. It's gorgeous down there. And I got off four-wheeler, and I just, I don't know, I felt like the Holy Spirit was telling me, you need, to, you need to get off and just pray right now. And I was like, I can do that. I know how to pray now, with my understanding and without. 
So I sat down and sat on the front of the floor. I just started worshiping God. Lord, I thank you. I worship you. I praise you. I started walking around. I started speaking in tongues. started praying in the spirit. And I had no idea what I was praying out, but God did. So I did that for a good 10, 15 minutes. And it was like this draw to continue and to continue. And, I, and, and all of a sudden, it just felt like, okay, you're good. It's time to stop. You know, I'm like, okay. So I got back on the four-wheeler, rode around, you know, for some more. And as I was riding back up to my grandmother's house, I remember, I'll never forget this moment. I was riding back up the hill, and the Lord said, you need to call your sister. I was like, okay. I tried to call my sister, and I couldn't get her. And so I called someone who would know where she is, my mom. And I called my mom and I said, hey, have you talked to Lindsay? I, hadn't, I, haven't, I can't been get her and I feel like something's going on. And she said, have, you haven't talked to her? And I said, no. And she's like, you need to call her. I was like, oh boy. Is she okay? And she's like, yes, she's fine now. And I'm like, interesting. So I go eat breakfast and I wasn't able to get in touch with my sister until on the way home, but we called and I talked to her and I said, hey, what's going on? And she's like, well, I'm good now. But man, she's like, I just had a scare this morning. My sister at the time was training these horses and uh, big horses. They're called uh, Pasifinos. Anybody know what a Pasifino horse? It's like the Ferrari of horses, man. You know, where an old truck may have three gears, a Pasifino's got 15 gears. You know what I mean? It's like they are awesome, thoroughbred, huge, very, very strong horses. They're actually not huge, but they're super strong. And so she was training these horses at the time, and, and, and uh, somebody she was with that day was riding a wave runner in a lake near where she was training these horses and riding these horses. And she got kind of close to the edge of the water, and the wave runner came over, and I think it might have splashed in water. It scared the horse really bad. The horse takes off as fast as it can, straight for a tree line. Now, if you know anything about horses, you know that you stick out more than anything else on the horse. And so if there's a limb or a tree or anything like that, it's going to hit you. And it could kill you, especially on a horse that's going this fast and this strong. And, and she was telling me about this and we're talking through this. And she said, my feet actually came out of the stirrups accidentally. If you know anything, it's hard to stay on a horse wide open with your feet in the stirrups. And so she is gripping this horse around his neck with her just her dear life. And the horse, she said, just all of a sudden, the horse just stopped. Got right to the tree line before it ever went into the woods where I was going to be hurt and potentially thinking about jumping off the horse and all this stuff. And she's like, the horse just stopped. And I said, what time was that? Yeah. Yeah. She told me. I literally was like, give me a second. And I'm, I'm putting it together because I'm like, Lord, I want this to be real. I don't want this to just be a good story. And, and I, I looked and, and it literally was in like a five minute window when I knew I was down there praying in the Holy Ghost, praying in tongues, spending time with the Holy Spirit, just spending time with him. I didn't know why, but he did. I didn't have to know why. I just had to yield to him and do say yes, Right. And I'm telling you, there's going to be times in your life where you don't understand all this stuff. I promise. I don't understand all this stuff most of the time. But I know I got a Holy Spirit and a helper that lives inside of me that does. I can promise you that. I don't have to understand it all. All I have to do is lean on him. 
if I want to understand it. So today, yeah, I'm in the red now, so I figured this was going to happen. You have to stay over for the 1130. I'll tell you all five other stories I was going to share. If you're here today, you know, the first step, honestly, is to make Jesus the Lord of your life. That's the first thing. But, but I want to give you a chance to do that. Um, and then when I do that, I'm going to get you to repeat a prayer after me. And, and I, you know, before we do that, I'm going to get you to lift your hands. We're going to do all the stuff we normally do. And then we're going to go back into worship for just a minute and just kind of thank God for that decision. And thank God for people who are here today that made that decision. But at the end of that, I'm going to come back up and, and close service out. And then I'm going to invite at the end of service, once we close and dismiss I'm going to invite you down to get prayed for, to be prayed for, to be filled with the Spirit, if that's something you want. Like, we're going to have a prayer team that is ready and trained. I promise, they're not weird. They love you. They've been praying for, we've been praying for you since Thursday. We met Thursday just for this service so that we could get in agreement and pray for you guys. Because I'm telling you, I know there's people here that are hungry for the Holy Spirit. And you may not even know that's what you're hungry for, but you're hungry for more God. And that's the more of God, I'm telling you, you need. It's not weird, it's not kooky. And today, maybe the first time you've ever heard about that. And maybe the first time you've ever really heard somebody talk about the Holy Spirit and go in depth about it just a little bit. And now you're intrigued and now you're kind of hungry, but you're not quite ready to be prayed for. I get it. I wasn't either. I had many services I sat through that I didn't come down to get prayed for. But looking back, I wish I'd have went to the first one because <laughs> I wasted a lot of time. But for me personally, I just had to study some more. I'm like, Lord, this better be real. <laughs> you know, I'm like digging and like looking at it because I want to know. I wasn't raised in this or at all. Actually, the opposite kind of. But on these tables, there's a table here and a table here. It's covered. We're going to uncover those tables. And, and there's this book is over there. And we want to give this book away. And if it's something that you feel like, you know what, I want to I know more about this before I really take that step to be prayed for, then you can go over there and somebody will hand you that book and give it to you as a gift. But read it. I'm telling you, this book is amazing. It talks about so many more things than I have time to talk about today. So many more. It's going to intrigue you. It's going to help you walk through that. And then our prayer team will be down here every single week. And then whenever you get ready, you could just come down here at the end of service and have them pray for you to, to receive the Holy Spirit. And I promise he'll meet you right there, right? But like I said, if you're not ready to do that, you can go get the book. Um, you can come down here and be prayed for today, whatever you need. We just want to make sure that we help everybody who's in the room today. Amen? Would you bow your heads with me as we pray? Close this out. Father, we just love you so much. Jesus, thank you for helping us, for teaching us. Thank you, Lord, for the hearts of everybody that's here right now, Father. I thank you, Lord, for what you're doing in their life, in their heart. I thank you, Lord, for just that draw, that hunger that only you can do. Father, I just thank you, Lord, if there's anybody right now, just touch them. Touch your heart. Show them how much you love them. Give them that spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of who you are right now as we speak. 
And with every head bowed and every eye closed, if you're here today and you never made Jesus, you never said yes to him, maybe you've kind of been, you know, flirting with it a little bit, kind of here or there. It's like, ah, I don't know about all this. But, but you really want to just dive in and say, okay, Lord, I'm ready. Whatever it, whatever it costs, whatever it takes, I want you in my life. If you're here today and that's you, just to show us who it is and who you are and show God that this is what you want, I just want you to slip your hand up all over this place. If you need Jesus, thank you, Lord. I see those hands. Yeah, in the balcony. Thank you, Lord. It's nothing to be afraid of. He loves you so much. I want everybody in the room to repeat this prayer after me. Say, Jesus, I need you. I ask you to be the Lord of my life. Change me. Make me new. I receive you. And I believe that you died for me to be new. Jesus, thank you for saving me. Thank you for giving me the gift of the Holy Spirit. Father, I thank you for today. And I will never be the same from this point forward. I will remember this moment for the rest of my life. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.